right, guys, welcome back to Mommies and Mimosas. It's your girl, Tiara. And your girl, Jazz. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week. We are already halfway through this season with this episode. Yes. Season two. Woo woo. Look at us. Look at us. Um, before we get into the main topic, as always, we want y'all to catch up with us. What have we been up to? Have we had any mommy meltdowns? And just what's going on with us? So I'll go first because I know Jazz giving me that look like mm. I always go first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm a, a little bit better than I was a week ago. Okay. Um, just in that, I feel like catching up is, is coming. It's on the horizon. You know how you can see it. And you're like, it's almost there. It's right there. I feel it. I feel it. I'm going to manifest it. Okay. I'm going to put it out in the universe because I need it. I need to get back in the swing of things. Like, I've just been so freaking off. Like, before we were recording, Jazz and I were just talking about, like, being behind on work stuff. Yes. Not being able to be in the gym. And I had started getting back in the gym um, early December. Yeah. So I could get a jump start. And then not knowing I was going to be kicked right back on my butt. So That's okay. I really want to get back in the gym. It makes me feel, I wish I could do mornings so, 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 so badly. So I was talking to somebody last week. She has older kids. Okay. And she's like, if I don't go in the morning, I ain't going to make it. But I'm like, see, your kids are middle and high school. They kind of see themselves off. Right. And so your morning... When you have toddlers, as you as you know, Jazz, and as others know that are listening that have kids, you start your morning off as early as you can, but yeah. majority of the time, they wake you up. They kind of start your day, and, and I've heard from people be like, don't let the kids wake you up. Set your own alarm. Like, you can't, pre- there's no predictability in that. Like, yeah. there's some nights where Joel, he's worse than Riley when it comes to the morning, Okay, where he'll get up. Three in the morning, four in the morning, five. And he comes in the room, he lays in the bed like, I'm that person. If you wake me up, I'm up. I can't. Really? Yeah, it sucks. No. Oh, it sucks Heck so no. I bet it does. Uh-uh, yeah, that ain't yeah. me. I can't. Like, Sean's like, you just got to close your eyes and go to sleep. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. It doesn't work for me. It works for me. Oh, I'm envious. Very <laughs> envious. And so she was basically saying, like, if she don't go in the morning, she was like, you know, it gives you a little more energy. To and I was just sitting there like, I want to punch you in the face. Right. But I agree with her. If you can get it in, day, in the morning, you're good. I, oh, I know that from experience. But like, that's when it was just me. Right. you like, that ain't my life. Kids, that ain't my life yeah, now. And so I guess those days are behind me because even when I have, which I had a week or two ago, three different days where I had a seven o'clock. Uh-huh. Like, that doesn't sound crazy early to most entrepreneurs or right. to most People that go to, I used to have to go to work when I was in Air Force at like four in the morning or whatever. Right. It's early when you got kids. Like yeah. even if Sean's yeah. dropping the kids off, which he, it makes it more challenging for him because thank God he's just so amazing because he drives, he has a state truck that he drives for work. Okay. So he has to drop, if he's dropping them off, he has to drop them off in his, in his personal vehicle, come back and then go. You know what I mean? So that's not really convenient. Oh yeah, and so I. I Why can't he drive the company truck? He can, but I guess he. What he gonna do? Put the car seats in in the back. You know what I mean? Like if he has to arrest somebody, which is very uncommon, I guess him being a game warden. Dang. Yeah. Right. So I feel so bad when I ask him, "Hey, can you drop the kids?" But I'm like, I need this. I I gotta be somewhere at seven. Right. Not like. I'm, coming I'm to getting office. ready at seven. Yeah, right. Yeah, like being I'm somewhere a little bit early. Yeah, to get the day started. It's like I'm going to an event. I'm going to a meeting. So it really sucks. We've we've found some balance. This kind of spills into my mommy meltdown because we found some balance where mm-hmm. Fridays 
I do have a seven o'clock every Friday mm-hmm. currently. Okay. One of them's ending at the end of February. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. And then it'll be every other Friday, but we found some balance in that. I'll go. He'll just stay home with the kids and start his day a little bit later. Okay. So there's the beauty in that, that when he gets in his truck, his work truck, that's when his day starts. Okay. And that's awesome because okay. I can go to the seven o'clock, come back and he, can, he won't have a late, technically a late start. Got you. Um, that makes sense. So we figured that part out. But before that, I did have a little bit of a meltdown. Like, I need some free. And, you know, obviously, he's like, tell me what you need. Now, do it. Like, you just, you can't just spaz out. Right. I can't read your mind. Tell me what you want. And so I just kind of had to have a little bit of a meltdown moment to be like, what we going to do on Fridays? Because, you know, I got to 7 o'clock and da 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 you know. Right. And so finally, speaking up, like we always talk about, speak your mind, tell him, you know, here's what you need. Let's not do this. Where? Yes. Now you mad at him for no reason. And so. Um, yeah, I just figured out different ways to help us balance it. Okay. Is, is what we come to recently. I like it. We're getting there. We're getting there. I like it. I still would prefer to go to the gym in the morning, um, but I'm going to do what I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, what I've been up to is, you know, just trying to, to figure out everything, um, just kind of piggybacking on what you just said, thinking about it only being February, right? And you start the year off or you're preparing uh, later last year, right? December sometime, you're preparing these goals that you have for the year. Mm-hmm. And then you look into February and it's like the trajectory of the year based on what I've accomplished mm-hmm. thus far, it ain't looking good, right? Like I have a goal to lose 77 pounds and child, I might be up five. Like, I mean, what's really going on? <laughs> so <laughs> I really want to get that together. Um, But I mean, my, my catch up is pretty much just, I've been working, I've been managing life to the best of my ability. Um, So, you know, that that's that. But as far as the mommy meltdown, oh my gosh, I don't know how to tell you this. Um, and so remember last week we talked about mommy meltdowns, not just being about the kids and sometimes Mm -hmm. being about us. So Mm -hmm. to stay with that point, Mm -hmm. um, discussing a topic with a mommy friend about another mommy friend that I have. So a mom called me about another friend. Okay. And so as we're discussing, we're all moms, we're, we're all friends. And, uh, yeah. So she was having an inappropriate conversation with someone else's child about sex. And this made me think of a, a game, the game that we, but I just thought about it, but anyways. So, yeah. So my meltdown was kind of like, where do you draw the line? And like, you know, like I just, it it ended up being a meltdown because I really had to check the friend Mm -hmm. and, you know, let her know like inappropriate, not okay. And so, yeah. Like, what did you, what, uh, yeah. Okay, so without the the additional friend, the friend that called me, let's remove the third friend now. The friend that called me has mm-hmm. a child who is dating someone else's, not my friends. Gotcha, gotcha. Someone else, her son is dating another woman's daughter. She has been talking to both of the children about sex. Oh, and she shouldn't be talking to the daughter about it. Correct. So my thought Mm -hmm. was, okay, well, let's say that they're coming to you and they're saying we want to have sex, blah, blah, blah. You got 48 hours to tell your mama before I tell let me bring your mother into this situation. Correct. So this is my thing. Well, th- that's why I said 48 hours. So now you've brought it to me. Now I'm going to let you know. Okay, so... I'm going to talk to my child. I'm encouraging you to talk to your mother because I'm going to give you some time because I don't feel it would necessarily be my place to overstep the daughter and her 
trying to discuss that with her parent. That's true. But you have this time frame. Yeah. Following that, that's I'm calling your mama. Oh, you're going to call. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is, let me give you the opportunity to now bring this forth to your mother. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can discuss whatever manner that you all want to discuss sex. Now, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. What if she said to you, I don't want to tell my mom. Oh, well, then I'm I'm telling her. No, no, no. Period. Mom is being told. Okay. But I'm going to give you time. So if yeah. you don't want to tell, you got a day. And if you're going to tell, you got two. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so, and, and I've been through this. Yeah. That's yeah. just the thing. Yeah. Like, I've been through this. I, you know, I've had a child that mm-hmm. as a teenager has began having sex. Mm-hmm. And I asked about it. And finally, he was forthcoming. And when he was, the conversation was, so then he's on the phone with the girlfriend. And I said, so you guys have been having sex? Mm -hmm. And so she confirmed it. And I said, so sweetie. And this is obviously not a, I plan to have sex. This was, I found out in hindsight. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the the next thing, and this happens, people. So I just want everybody to understand, like I, I in a perfect world, my son would not be having sex, and I do not give him the okay or the go ahead to have sex by any means. <laughs> but um, yeah. with him disclosing that to me, I let her know. So since you said this, I'm gonna go ahead and call your mom. You have two days, and you know that's what I did. I called her mom after the two days. I confirmed that, and she did in fact know the daughter did talk to her as we discussed, and yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I thought I did what I needed to do in the in the situation. So, you know, once we got that out the air and, you know, mom kind of came back and confirmed like, yeah, this is what's going on. And we were able to discuss it collectively, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that that made things a lot better. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't when you were first saying it, I wasn't thinking about um you said like the the daughter's level of comfortability yeah. and wanting to share disclose that to her mom but like absolutely said, yeah, i guess you're gonna have a responsibility as a parent yeah because i would want my child to come to me first before some because then i think well you went and told this woman or you know so your friend that you kind of melt had the meltdown on she didn't do obviously take those steps and what was her response to you saying like you're foul you're out of pocket um, she kind of denied the very obvious level of involvement that she did have. What? And it was like, you know, that was the part I couldn't rock with. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I get it. You messed up and that's okay. We're learning. Like nobody is a pro at this parenting thing, but here's the deal. When you mess up, you own it. She didn't own it. And I couldn't get with that. So she didn't feel like she messed up. That's why. No she she yet. the the accountability was when uh I brought to face the the turn of the friendship like okay so here's the thing I don't rock with these type of behaviors and you know so then it was a little more well I don't think that's right and you know that type of thing so I was just like mm-hmm. oh, that's unfortunate I mean, yeah so that was definitely a meltdown for me you know some inappropriate sexual commentary to the daughter about her son it, it went further it went beyond what I'm telling you you know so. Yeah, not okay. Ooh, once again, happy that I got toddlers for the Exactly, <laughs> right. Enjoy it, girlfriend. Enjoy it. I ain't lying. Okay. We actually have two... Well, you know what? Our hot topic is like a blend of two different things that I was talking to Jazz about off air. Um, and we'll just dive... We're, we're, I want to call it the... Hmm. Normal normalizing certain things within the black community. Okay. Um, specifically, and it, it may be in others, but again, we'll give you the disclaimer: we black, so we can only speak from our own perspective. Right. Um, I saw two different posts, like literally almost back to back. That's why I screenshot them in my okay. phone that way. 
So there was one, and Jasmine actually said she follows this mom, so I'll let her dive deeper into that, that topic. But um, there's a photo. It's really super, super cute mm -hmm. of a woman. And she don't even have that many damn kids. So, yeah, right. let, me get in, let me, sorry. Get into <laughs> it. Get into it, okay? The title of the article is Black Woman Checks Shamers Who Criticized Her for Having a Large Family. Yes, yeah, she should have. Her main response was, I am a married adult. I, the picture, in the pictures, they have the dog. They got the two daughters, two sons, and she's holding her belly. Mm -hmm. So they're about to have five kids. Yes. That's not a lot. And no. again, she is a married adult. Yes. And I think we had talked about this offline before about, um, help me, what's the singer's name? Uh, Kiki White. Yes. Remember we talked about it maybe on one of the previous episodes or just offline about the fact that she was pregnant with her 10th child. And people was like, girl, enough already. Come on. Da -da 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 -da. Like, if she can take care of those 10 kids and she's also been married more than once, but she's still been married each time that she had a kid or was pregnant. Why is that our business? Why is that an issue? You know, so let me say this. I follow this family. They're a beautiful family. I believe that they are influencers. I have not gotten all into their platform other than I found like them on a page that was highlighting black families and they always match to yeah, some capacity. So they look really good. And Even I'm like, dog. girl, listen, I know you paying. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, where did you find that lavender? I just right. need to know. But anyway, so um, beautiful family, younger family. And um, yeah, I mean, they, they came for her in the comments. And so it's one thing that you're younger, but her children are young. Let me just say that like nobody, there can't be anybody over 10. They look yeah, right. So, and when I say younger, I'm thinking mid thirties. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and so yeah. like she said, like she's also had to, you know, um, address comments where people are thinking that all the kids aren't hers and just different things. Like, but I follow a variety of influencers and I've seen white moms and, you know, the consensus is probably that they're Mormon or something like that because they do have well, eight my children. Neighbor, my neighbors behind me in the house that I grew up the most, spent the most time in were Mormon. And I think it was like 12 of them. Right. And nobody bad, you know. Right. Bad but enough. so, so that's the thing. Like, so first off you have this whole, uh, holistic, not holistic, but, um, holy aspect like a spiritual component gotcha. to it when yeah. it is a, when it is a white family and i'm not going to get into like a variety of races i'm going to speak black and white right now and i feel like when it's white people the assumption is always that oh they're probably mormon like mm -hmm. that's okay that's like the that's their assumption. that is their belief system mm -hmm. um mom is probably able they're willing you know they have all this money dad works mom stays home mm -hmm. they're um you know, it's it's that kind of vibe. But for her, people were, you know, basically assuming that she was on welfare and all types of things. And this is a beautiful off of a family picture. off of one picture. And wow. if you know their backstory, like they live in California. So clearly, you know, they have a beautiful home in the Where pictures. The correct. Resources. Correct. They don't, again, it's not anybody's business. business. Absolutely. I agree. Wow. And so, yeah, so she, she had to address some people. And I mean... Again, takes beautiful family pictures. Um, they they're a fun family. They're always doing like cute videos, hanging out, dancing, doing whatever. Like they spend a lot of time with their kids, from what I can see. Yeah. And so for people to be questioning her That's choice so to, mm -hmm. and like you said, yeah. I think I would think I didn't go through the comments um, either. That I would have been way too upset. Yeah, but um, I think, like you said, maybe people are in there like she's so young and this and this and that. Like, 
if she's not but she's married she ain't 18 with 10 kids if she was, like if she was 18 and married okay no, but she. I said yeah. she's not eighteen with ten children already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meaning, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you started at twelve mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, right. like then it would be a concern. But my thing is, a, an adult woman who <laughs> is celebrating the fact that she is able to bring that life. She's able to, there yeah. You go. All right, speak. You know, I don't. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that at all. And I don't yeah. like how the stigmas that surround black women having children. Yeah. And when I saw the title, and like you said, the other piece of it, oh, well, I wonder if they all had them together. Like y'all didn't, like you said, you didn't think that. No. With the white family, but no. you thought, you know, and it's usually us. It's yeah. Usually us. Doing I, and that. I will, I will even admit that I'm guilty of that. Probably more from my family background, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a blended mom myself, so mm-hmm. sometimes I do assume if they look young. Like in my case, we're, we're a serious. young family, yeah. and we have a 20 year old son. Yeah. So, for obvious reasons, you're thinking, how is that physically possible? Right. Like, you right. guys are young. And, and and again, not that it's anyone's business, but I do understand. Like, when people have questions for me, I get it. Because yeah. it's kind of like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Okay, I got that. Yeah. But for this woman and her husband that have children, four under 10, it, it looks, presumably. And there's all these questions and these uh, this blatant, like... Right. I, I don't like accusations. Like, delivery, what? Delivery matters. It could come in the form of, I'm curious. I have questions. Like I said, when I first met you, right. it was sort of like, okay, she's young. She's sitting here telling me I got five kids and they range from this age to that age. I did look at you like, wow. And I, and I understood. <laughs> right. But that's so, the thing. There's so, wrong with that, like you said. Right. It's all in context. Mm-hmm. It's all in context. Like, exactly. this to me was totally inappropriate. It and was. because she is, is in the influencing world, mm-hmm. she understands. And I'm sure she follows women that do not look like her, that do yeah. not get the same yeah. backlash and criticisms that she's received. So, I think the article was appropriate. It was. I'm glad she brought it to light. I'm glad it's going viral. And I'm yeah. glad that it's given a different view on the black family because we don't need to be looked at. Like, we can't afford the children that we're having. Yeah, we are, which is okay if you need assistance and all that stuff. Like, nobody's shaming that. Absolutely. Why are you making that assumption? Well, people were shaming it, but we're not shaming it. I read the article. I didn't go to her page and read the comments, but Mm -hmm. I read the article. And when I saw that people, somebody shared it as an article in the comments was, you know, ridiculous. Right. So, on the flip side of that, I literally was doing my Instagram scroll. And I saw that um, one of the twins from ATL, Malika, she mm-hmm. also friends with Kardashians, she just had her baby shower. It was obviously grand and beautiful as the yes. Kardashians. And she put this long caption about relationships don't always work out, blah, blah, blah. Even though I'm single at eight months, I don't feel alone, et cetera, et cetera. She said, I've been single the last eight, eight months. months. She, it and she's eight months eight pregnant. Eight months pregnant, yeah. And so... And it's nothing wrong with that. Maybe y'all wasn't well, we know in their case from what they showed us, they were together, right? And in love. And And presumably in love. Yeah. And so the fact that now you're posting this while you're eight months pregnant, that it's almost like you found out you got pregnant and he was like, Yeah, I'm not with it. Right. Like something to the turn. Right. (laughs) That's horrible. So I it's crazy because literally they were like two posts apart. So I go to those comments naturally. And they're like, girl, do you? Da, 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 da. Like, it's okay. You don't need him. You know, like, right. cool. Uplifting, encouraging. I get it. But it's, again, culturally, we normalize. It reinforces that, that 
single independent mama girl do you we mm-hmm. got you we're gonna support it but when we see a family is really questioning yeah. i mean yeah. are they even able to take care of them i bet he cheating on her right i bet you know like yeah. it's all this stuff and yeah. i just i yeah it made me really sad culturally to see that most of us mm-hmm. was in them comments like you said reinforcing that stereotype that single and my dad gets dragged for this all the time because he's like People think that he's attacking single motherhood, and he's like, "No, I'm just telling." He was a single dad. Right. So I'm telling you, it's not normal. Stop normalizing. Right, right. I think we talked about it before, like not just because we, we have an episode with single moms where they're going to come on. Yes, can't wait because they're going to give us their perspective. And yes, I cannot wait either. Things that they could dispel and all that. But yeah. When we say it's not normal, it's not. Why are you so offended that we say it's not normal? It's right. Not, like, it shouldn't be normal. And if you're okay with that, then... And I do remember getting upset with my one of my really close friends, Jess. Um, she's a white girl. Mm-hmm. When we first met, she, had, she was married. She had her daughter. We actually met on a deployment. And she was away from her daughter for the first, first Mother's Day, all that stuff. So she was mm-hmm. just going through it. And that's what bonded us. Like, you're... You know, I was like, you're really strong for doing this. And right. as you guys know from listening or if you know me, you know, I got out when I was pregnant with Joel because I didn't want to experience any of that. I, right. I knew from jump. I'm like, if I ever have kids or whatever, this I'm, ain't gonna I work. feel like I'm going to be out. Yeah. Right. And so anyways, she ended up being in a situation where her husband wasn't, you know, faithful. He wasn't. Um, I'm sure she's OK with me sharing. I hope <laughs> um, right. he wasn't faithful. It just didn't work out. Right. Right. And I remember her being so devastated, not from the marriage aspect, but because I feel like she saw that coming from just the way their relationship was going. Okay. But she was like, I can't be a single mom. I can't do it. You know, the whole can't thing. And I remember in that moment, we were, she's just a couple years older than me. So at the time I was maybe 21, 22, not knowing a damn thing about life. Right. But I know what I've seen. And I'm like, girl, you could be a single mom. You know how many single moms out here? But culturally for her. She's like, this she, is not normal. Right. Or me culturally. I'm right. Like, it's normal, girl. Do you pick yourself up, take care of this baby? Don't screw Right. Me. Right. For her, she was like, no. No. I want a husband. I want stability. I want a partner. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I, I, I remember vividly, like, I got upset with her a little bit because yeah. like, you're not being strong like I feel like you should be when it's not that. She's still right. a good mom. Right. She's still strong. She still took great, excellent. She ended up becoming a single mom for a brief period. Oh, maybe like two, three years before she met her now husband, who's incredible. Okay. Um, but I remember, I remember being upset with her, and like once I got older down the line, I was like, "That's not normal." And I think we, I think her and I ended up having a conversation later about it, where I, I you know, had to admit to her like I was wrong. Right. I was. Dead and it's wrong. good you like, could double back. You know, now having more experience, being a mother yourself, and really understanding, mm-hmm. and just life, life skills, right? Yeah. That you now understand mm-hmm. that. They are programmed with family, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we talked about that last week. Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that. So, the thing is, nothing is wrong with that. If it doesn't work out, obviously, I don't want anyone to feel like I can and I won't, and da 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 da, because there are resources out there, there are supports, there are right. people that will lift you up and help you. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with the notion to believe that. This isn't, yeah, I want, I want a a family foundation for my child, for myself. Um, So yeah, I think it's appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, it was crazy because those were so far apart. And again, we're, we know we should and continue to, we do celebrate single mothers, but the fact that in our community, we're normalizing it, that's just not okay. It reminds me of 
white people thinking saying black lives matter is dispelling other lives. Right. You know, like, oh, go. well, we don't, you yeah. know, my thing is I would never speak against single motherhood. It's just some people that absolutely have no choice. Yeah. You know, they were with somebody, they were in love, they well, married them, previous, they did every course. Our previous episode with Tiffany. Yeah. Kid, right. father was killed. So Correct. What's she gonna do in that? Just run exactly. out and find somebody else. Like, well, not even uh, right. And so that I was thinking widows or someone mm-hmm. who you know their yeah. person, their significant other died. But aside from that, what if you did everything right? What yeah. if you got married? What if you were in love yeah. and you were absolutely bamboozled? You had this child. I know that happens to women, but this is my point. Right. Saying that there should be a family dynamic in place to bring a child in the world is not saying that if you don't have that, you're bad, you're dumb. It's not saying any of those things, but why not have that that expectation, that standard of saying that, you know what, this is the way. Yeah, they need to change. They do. And we don't even see it. I think um, before we close out this topic, like, I think the biggest misconception is that people assume it's only happening in lower income settings or in situations where they don't have the means or the resources. Because if you look at people like, and I don't know if that's their situation to be specific, but it looked awfully convenient, like Tyra Banks, Janet Jackson, Kenya Moore from the Housewives. She did get married, but I don't think that she thought she was going to have that baby regardless. All three of them, it seemed like. Because how are you not with this man five minutes after you had the baby or before you even delivered? Like. I think they were, the clock was ticking. Right. And culturally, they're like, well, I came from, Tyra Banks specifically was like, I came from a single mom. I know I know, I can do this. Just because, right. like you said, you know you can do it. Should you be doing it? Should you be doing it? And what about your child? What about like, child? that goes back to, you You think your child, I watched a video today um, of a young black father that went to breakfast with his daughter Mm -hmm. and he talked about how she lit up and how he didn't have that and how, and I mean, he talked about the support system he had because he was in jail. Like this is a guy that clearly came from a street life. Mm -hmm. Um, but beautiful, beautiful message. He was crying. He was touched. He just said, wow, like the fact that I could be there for my daughter and like the teacher came up to him and said, you know, she talks about how strong you are and how amazing you are. And so to that point, you know, change, change the narrative here. Like let's, let's do something. You don't have to be what you see. Right. You don't have to, you know, this man going to this store, I don't know. I mean, it didn't appear that he was with the mother. He didn't really, he said, you know, thanks for this, the, the support system. And he thanked her mother, but he didn't say my woman, my girl, my wife. And so the assumption was that they were not together, but thankfully he had the opportunity to be in her life because so many fathers don't, or so many mothers don't, if the father is a single father. So anyhow, um, I'm saying all that to say that that child. Mm-hmm. It, what if the mom had been a, I don't need him and she don't either and right. you know all of that we see a lot of- right so you know I've made a post also that said uh some of these some of these kids don't have deadbeat dads they just have a bitter mom mm-hmm. it was I a meme yeah, yes that. that was like and and I want to talk to those women I, yeah. I want to know like is there really any recognition like can you really mm-hmm. say no you know what really I'm just hurt yeah. and I can't figure out how to get past it so my child can have this relationship Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the child support and all of those things and those things are very imperative as well however 
I, I want to talk to women that feel that they're able to be a barrier between a child and another parent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so anyways, yeah. that that's taking me down a whole other path. But, <laughs> whole other rabbit hole. Whole yeah, episode. really. But, you know, yeah. so. No, because it, it definitely. It, it ties me, together. It made me think of another hot topic, but I really want to save it before I wrote it down because I really want to save it for when we have the single moms on the show. Because mm -hmm. it was. Oh, man, I'm not even gonna mention it because we gotta save it for that episode. So, right, I think you were right on cue with saying that we need to change the narrative, we need to change the expectations, yeah, and be supportive but be realistic. In that, right, girl, yes, you can do this by yourself, but you're doing a disservice. Take it back to the child because you're doing your child a disservice by thinking they don't need another parent in their life. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's right on cue, and also just ties um a little bit into what we're talking about it is the last monday of black history month yes so, um culturally we got we got some work to do we we're we've come a long way um we've come away from saying systematically this and this and that happens in a black household right let's move on from that like, yeah it's like seriously it's it's not it's not a thing anymore i don't think and i yeah. might get attacked but i don't care like i don't think that that's a thing anymore i think it was an issue in the 80s and the 90s in the crack epidemic. But like now, like you said, you don't have to be what you saw. I wouldn't say that it's not a thing anymore, but I would say that you definitely, we have more control. We have more, uh, Access, we, yeah, absolutely. Resources. So we, we have a responsibility. More responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So main topic this week is being that it's Black History Month, the importance of midwives then, now, and tomorrow. And actually, I think it should say midwives and doulas. Obviously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was from a Lamaze.org article that I read, and it was just talking about the importance of uh, midwives then, now, and tomorrow. And I'm actually this week, I forgot to give this to you, Jazz, and to the listeners, I guess, in the update. Okay. This week, I'm meeting up with, um, I had reached out in that group that we're on Facebook about Black midwives and Black uh, OBGYNs. Oh. I want to start shadowing, and, you know, like it's really challenging nice. as a doula to find your space find your footing right and i did reach out to a group here locally that they have a center um it's not necessarily a birth center but it is a place where they do classes and stuff like that but every there was nobody there to look like me wow yeah and so and they were excited about that but i wasn't because i'm just right like, where's our we like you know we need more of us and it's i'm in a little bit read parts of the article to you guys like why that's so important because i think a lot of people are still triggered by the word black yeah. Like, oh, well, I everything I do about race, like it doesn't, but then sometimes it does. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are things. Sometimes that, it's appropriate. Yeah, seriously. And then since I started my doula journey, I became aware of days and months and stuff that I didn't even know about for black right. moms. Things like black breastfeeding week. I'm like, why is that? And initially, I was like, okay, why is it specifically? Until I read into it, and I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I think. um naturally much like the highly ce celebrated and much deserved black history month is still a trig trigger to people and there's the occasional troll that's going to say why does it have to be about race you know what i mean right so um as a black woman i understand the importance just fine firstly representation matters we right all usually agree to right, that right but how do we explain that to our non-black counterparts how do we explain something to them that's always been the norm for them why well let's say this for us because for our non-black counterparts, they understand that the assumption is low income, right? A lot of moms are low income, broken families. Mom might be on WIC. So how do we change 
the fact that she's feeding her child Similac and understanding the nutrients that she can produce from her own body to yeah. nourish her child. And how so, that's helping her, because like you said, lower income, lower economic settings, we, they don't necessarily treat their bodies well. Correct. And so but this is the thing. makes you aware of that. So again, not that any of this is true, right? But this is the stereotype. Like I think when other cultures see us, they believe that, okay, well, you know, like like we're not in that caliber of woman mm-hmm. that is going to take that type of care responsibility. or responsibility towards their child mm-hmm. to, you know, and then time is a thing, right? Yep. Because a lot of these women might be stay-at-home moms. Uh, other demographics may not have the resources to do that, which some of these stereotypes are true, they okay? Are. Yeah. So with that being said, I think you explain it to them in a sense that we need to increase it. I, I think the better way, though, uh, is amongst other women is going to be that it's a women's issue right. and we're specifically addressing mm-hmm. this demographic mm-hmm. of women yeah. because this is this is the part, these are the 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 areas that are that are missed these yeah. are the the segment of women that don't you know they get overlooked they yeah. fall through the cracks so i've seen it go nasty on both sides right i've yeah. seen it where during black breastfeeding week i follow a lot of you know black mom pages on instagram and i've seen it get really nasty in the comments where even some of us will be like well it's, it don't matter it's for us it ain't for you dude and it's like no that's not really the right approach right to educate them they obviously ignorant to the situation or why we decided to make a week to right. put that identifier on the front because there is a national breastfeeding awareness week but there's also black breastfeeding week and so i think explaining to them the shift or why right. we added that word on the front is important instead of being combative Absolutely. And, uh, sometimes it's challenging. I've been there. I've been baited before where I'm like, I commented and I didn't need to. Let me go maybe delete it. Maybe go block that person. Whatever. Right. It's challenging because <laughs> I don't want their responses. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I, I just, aside from representation, there's been proven psychology studies that show having a black doctor, midwife, et cetera, yielded in more positive results and outcomes. Absolutely. For us as black women. Because representation matters. Yeah, just the connectivity. Absolutely. Even in the therapy space, I'm sure once you're finished with everything and everything's, you know, you're up and on the rise as a therapist, people are going to be seeking you out just based on the fact that you're black. Absolutely. Obviously, are they going to stay there? Maybe, maybe not. Right. Depending on the skill set and what you bring to the table. But yeah, I know plenty of people, including myself, Mm -hmm. where I have sought out a therapist and and that is one of the criteria. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, seriously. And then just in some of my other like reading and studies and stuff, I'll read from the articles specifically that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Just some key points. So, it talks about how the imbalance has persisted for decades, and then in some places it continues to grow. So they use New York as an example, where they said Black mothers are 12 times more likely to die than white mothers. Mm. And according to their data, the risk of death was seven times higher. So why the gap was widening and the dramatic improvement, they said it was related to the dramatic improvement for white women, not for Blacks. I'm assuming that's in resources, that's in access to certain things, depending yes. on where you're from. So... The main reason the um, mortality rate was higher than others in in the U.S. was that um, versus other countries wasn't very clear in most of the stuff that I read. But again, they were able to break down and dissect the higher rates between black and white women in the U.S. specifically. They talk about other countries and stuff like that. But right. um, this is for all. This is ones who gave birth in hospitals. Yeah, I mean, um, they went as far as to talk about college-educated mothers who go, yeah. 
had a disparity compared to white women who never graduated. So you you thinking that these women can advocate for themselves? They have the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. They had you know they come from a a background that mm-hmm. would warrant their ability to advocate for themselves in this space. Yet there were other women that did not possess the education, mm-hmm. and somehow they had a lower rate of death. That is that's mm-hmm. concerning. It is, and it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you pointed that part of it out because access like may not be the issue it's one of the issues but then when oh, right. you said when you, we reach not in totality club, yeah there's women who graduate college there's career women they can afford proper and decent health and medical care and mm-hmm. they still not listening to them so they kind of closed out the article talking about you know there's something inherently wrong with the system that's not having the lives of black women equally equally to white women yeah serena williams talked about that yeah. during her birthing story yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. I had to read that. And, you know, she was, I think she had to get um, blood trans, blood, oh gosh. She had to like get a blood transfusion maybe? Yes, thank okay. you. A blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so she she was, Yeah. it was traumatic. And the reason why I wanted to touch on it, because I didn't want people to think when I was reading and stuff and then some of the comments, because I think I've seen this one on Facebook, they were talking about, well, you know, black women are likely to have obesity, um, diabetes, but I don't want people to focus on that narrative. Right. I want them to focus on the part where I'm on this level, there's white women's on this level, we're on the same level, we work for the same Fortune 500 company, we have the same access to, we both have husbands, we both have this. Right. Why am I still not being listened to in the same way that she is? Right. And I'm really proud and glad that they're breaking it down more mm-hmm. and they're doing all these studies and that's awesome. But there's a resurgence of black midwives and doulas and midwives and doulas in yeah. general because I know for a fact that if I didn't have my midwife in the room with me during my second birth with right. Riley, things would have been a little bit different. Right. I mean, I, I think I've, I'm pretty outspoken. I can advocate for myself. I feel like you're the same way. But I know that that's a scary setting, whether it's your first kid, your Absolutely. second kid, whatever. Absolutely. And so um, when things start to get, when they start to come and talk about the risk and this could be life-threatening or, hey, there was a shift or there's a change, your whole mindset shifts and it changes. Like you're now freaking out. Absolutely. But having somebody in there to advocate for you is key. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I'm, I'm not just pushing doula services, but I think, I think it's important. I know. I think that you should. I think it's nothing wrong with it because the connectivity that a doula has compared to a physician, it's just it's different. Safe. You're going to have a lot more engagement with this person. Mm-hmm. It won't be once a month until we decide that it's every two weeks, until we decide that it's every week. Yeah. You know, you will have the the encounters that you feel that you need they will learn your body they will learn things about you mm-hmm. they'll be able to have a read on it and i think that it's a representation of you yeah. in the birthing room that is a respected um it's not linear with the physician but at the same time they know that this is something like you they know why we're in the room they know why exactly not only that but they know like it, it gives a different level of respect because yeah. you this is a service that for you sure. paid for this yeah. is not like Everybody don't just have a doula. Like right. you have to contract those services out. So when somebody that comes in friend. with that, you know that they're really though. I think <laughs> yeah, it, no, it gives the doctor more seriousness and, and understanding that this person takes this seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I better kind of fall in line. Is that's for what sure. I believe. No, for real. And then listen to some of these crazy examples, Jazz, where I was really taken aback. And then I think they close out the article shortly after this. So there's a couple examples in here. They talked about um, a new mother in Nebraska. She had a history of hypertension and she couldn't get the doctors to believe her that she was having a heart attack until she had another one. 
Mm. There was another young mother in Florida, a mother-to-be whose breathing problems were blamed on obesity when, in fact, her lungs were filled with fluid and her heart was failing. So that had nothing to do with, you know, what they assumed. The Arizona mother, um, she was, uh, her anesthesiologist assumed that she smoked marijuana because of the way she did her hair. Whoa. Like what? I'm that, that one really threw me. Um, and then there was a Chicago area businesswoman with high risk pre- pregnancy who was so upset at her doctor's attitude that she changed OBGY in her seventh month only to suffer a fatal postpartum stroke. Mm. Now, in that, in those examples alone, in that paragraph alone, they gave us so many different types of mom. They talk about the businesswoman. They talk about the young mom in Florida. All of them received the same level or lack thereof of right, treatment. Right. In listening to them. Yeah. That's that's, that's just, a it problem. It pulls you away where it's like, why is it this way? We can come up with so many different reasons, but it's still just like, what? Yeah. That's that's. It's beyond. really sad. It's it's extremely sad. So. I wanted to, um, you know, bring it to this week's episode so that way, um, I don't know. I, You know what? I'm still, I'm, it's so personal and it's so close where I'm like, how do we, what would be our takeaway to moms this week, if anything? I think the first thing is educate yourself. Like me knowing this, right? Mm-hmm. Me seeing this article and understanding the disparities mm-hmm. gives me a position to advocate even more for myself because I can say, what about the other mothers that did have other things going on yeah. to maybe where you can get the doctor to understand that don't just assume, yeah. right? Because now you have the knowledge, you know that they're I, you can come in with more of a support, more of a team. You can have other people that are going to make sure yeah. that your symptoms are being looked into versus you just, oh, no, girl, you, of course you're tired. Right. You had a baby. Right. No, I'm internally bleeding, right? right. Like So um, education is a big part. And then I think the other takeaway would be to really... Seek seek out what the surgery, again, this kind of falls into education, but mm-hmm. don't rule out a doula. Right. See what it is. See what they offer. Interview a few people. See right. if there's a right fit. See if it's something that you can make work within your budget. Mm-hmm. But don't, traditional medicine, modern medicine, hospitalization, that whole thing, it, it's not always the best intervention. And you see so many times where... There are these lawsuits and people are dying. You know, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. like a a lawsuit is one thing, right? Like, thank God in the examples that we read, you know, the mom had a stroke, but they did not say that she died. This mom had heart failure, but they did not say that she died, but they could have. And there are women that do every day. So exactly. You know, I have a friend. I I have a friend who contracted sepsis. Sepsis. Yeah. Sepsis. Okay. Sorry, guys. No, uh, in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. So anyway, she contracted that. They sent her home and then she came back the next day. All the same symptoms she said. And because they sent her home, they told her, well, no, that's something you got at home. And wow. all everything was already yeah. taking place in the hospital. Her stomach yeah. is butchered. She is devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she doesn't even have some nerve endings in some of those yeah. areas. So like, yeah. you know, it's really unfortunate that- and- no, I agree. And that's why I think going back to that earlier hot topic where we said stop normalizing because it's already difficult. As we can see from these examples, yeah. you can be married, you can be educated, you can have money, not have money. The fact right. that you're 
a black woman, period, they're not going to listen to you. Right. So the second part that's damaging is if you're in there by yourself, they really not going to listen to you. Exactly. Like, I know some people take their mom, they take their friend, they take whoever, but I think having a strong male presence in the room did me wonder. Listen. For me and for the staff. My husband wasn't playing games. Right. Sean was in full coach mode. Right? Exactly. Right. That, that <laughs> was trying. Tell him he wanted but let me tell you, when my second daughter, it took me so long. They were like, I mean, if you don't, if you don't uh, speed things up, they are going to do a cesarean. My husband said, nobody's touching right. her. Like, For you what? know, right. Yeah. There, there is no reason to yeah. substantiate the need of a cesarean yeah. just because the baby's taking a while. Oh, well, but I'm paying for the room, so let it go. And so, you know, so we, we, yeah, having my husband there was that authority that was like, absolutely not. She might be vulnerable, but I'm not. Right. So that's not going to happen. emotions are high, mine are not. Exactly. Let's go. Right. No, seriously. And that's why I think I get so passionately upset at the normalization of, girl, you got this. Because from the, we all know mothering starts in the womb. Yes. And so from the start, if you're not having that support, that partnership, just even the option, like, damn, like you said, I think earlier, we were talking about the, before we started recording the whole situation with Malika, like, homeboy dipped out before she even peed on the stick fully. Like, right. Like, what is going on? Right. So, yeah. um, I think to piggyback on what Jazz was saying, as far as a takeaway, I do want to give some of the pages that I follow um, not just for black moms. I think that other people should follow to educate themselves as well. And I'm going to stress on that. Um, and so on Instagram specifically, I follow Black Women Birthing, Black Breastfeeding Week, which is kind of abbreviated. But if you search it, it'll come up. Black Moms Blog is more of a feature page, but they do share um, yeah. information sometimes. Black Moms Breastfeed. National Black Doulas is one of my favorite for obvious reasons. Black Mamas Matter and... Um, Black Maternal Health Fair. I don't think I follow that one yet, so I'm going to follow right now. Yep, no. That reminds me of that mean. I'm black, black, blackity black. Right. <laughs> black history, but yeah, so I think um, starting with the podcast, like yeah. ours, starting with reading certain articles, just like Jazz was saying earlier, and I'm, I agree, education is where it starts, like education yeah. into advocacy. You can advocate for yourself if you're educated. You feel more comfortable. You'll feel more um, secure in the decisions that you're Absolutely. making in such a challenging or could be challenging situation. Uh, mothering starts in the womb. And so I hope that they figure out the disparities and the gaps in it. It makes me so sad every time I see it. Like, why are black women dying? And I try to intervene. I've, I've tried actually in a few instances with younger. I think I, I think if we dive into the statistics of it a little bit more, it, would, it will show us that younger Black moms are probably the higher number because I know from personal experience right. I've tried to intervene and they weren't interested, which is fine. Um, but I it made me sad leaving the situation. Like she is not ready for this. Right. She is going to be bullied in that room. She is going, you know what I mean? And right. we talked about it on a couple episodes ago. I'm glad that my cousin let me be in the room with her because I couldn't imagine if she lived if I wasn't here living in Vegas. Right. What her experience would have been like. Yeah. I mean she knew what she wanted to do, but she was by herself, essentially, like the father was there, but he wasn't. He wasn't yeah. in the room really, and so that made it. Doulas, guys, seriously, it's a higher doula. Yeah, so I'm excited about the upcoming week because I have a few moments to steal away, and I'm going to go meet with the two different OBs. One is a husband and wife; they're both black, and nice woman just to see, like, how you know, I I'm still navigating that space. Like, how do I shadow? How do I? Right. Do this. I, they tell you through my dual certification, you have to have this list of stuff. You got to have a recommendation letter from 
before you submit your final packet. Okay. Um, hours. You gotta you gotta read this much stuff. You gotta watch these webinars, and then you have to have recommendation letter from clients, from OBs, and stuff like that. So I'd rather it be somebody that I'm gonna have a continued relationship mm -hmm. with, rather than I'm just doing this to get my certification. Right. Because that is truly my vision, especially here in Las Vegas, where your hometown. Makes me want to move there. I know specifically for that because I'm all those. Oh yeah, I already I follow, know. I'm like, there's black doula. Oh yeah, they have events and stuff. But I'm like, okay, it's not here. I'm gonna create it. Yeah. So y'all be, you know, yes, for that for yes. Sure. Yeah. All right. Black breastfeeding week. All of those things. Look them up. Follow those pages that I mentioned so that you can stay informed and stay engaged. Um, it's game time. Let's do it. <laughs> Game time. time. Jazz found this one for us. And it, it this one was interesting because I never thought about it. But never will I ever apologize or make my kids apologize. I never thought about it. Let me clarify. And so apologize on behalf of your children, right? Your your kids. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. So or make them apologize. And so I, I I'm I never thought about it, so I don't have a never. And I don't know what I'm trying to declare right now. Will I? You know what I do, though, that kind of relates to this? I don't make my kids speak to people. And people think See, that that's that, that falls in line with but that. But I'm like, they're toddlers, and I, I don't make my kids speak to people. I don't make them be like, oh, that's your uncle. Go give him a hug, especially if you haven't seen. I haven't even seen you and you know, whatever. I agree with that. Well, what do you mean? Don't speak to strangers? Like, if your kids came to my house and they wanted to walk past me, is that okay? At this age, I do that. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't, cause they're they're gonna get all upset. Like if they if they came to your house, cause I I know my kids. I guess okay. for me it's not rude, cause they'll I know they'll circle back and be like, oh shoot, she Joel does that all the time. Like he'll walk past you, but then he'll circle back eventually and be like, hi. Da -da -da -da. So I think for me, I'm I'm not the same, and we're kind of getting off the apologizing. But to say what you're saying, yeah, okay. uh, I I've always reinforced at least the hello. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it stuck with them as they got older. I think that it's hard, and I could be wrong, so we'll figure out how it works for Joel and Riley because it's hard with toddlers, I think. Yeah, I do think it's hard with toddlers, but I wonder what kind of behavior that reinforces down right. the line, right? right? Because I do see kids that are rude. Yeah. Like you're a teenager oh, and you're yeah. walking to, into, sure. and obviously in that instance, you can just tell they the child, but, yeah. but outside of your presence, mm -hmm. are they having those behaviors do yeah. they you know so do they represent themselves in that way so i think i mean i don't know that i would get all offended if i saw them and they didn't speak though, i think i landed at this on age. that because again at their age people be like oh, come here come here give me a hug and then they get upset they don't they don't you can't comprehend that so, right i i agree with yeah. that um, in terms of, so I, I like you didn't think of the never will I ever, I won't apologize. I'm not going to make my kids apologize, but I will say this. There are instances where now, um, I will apologize on behalf of a child. Like if they're running in a, in an aisleway and they almost knock someone oh, over, yeah. I would apologize on I'm their sorry. behalf. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm so sorry. Greenly say, you know, say you're sorry, whatever, mm -hmm. even though I know she didn't mean it, but there are some instances where. I'm not sorry, and my kid ain't sorry either. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, That's like no, you know, yeah. So. And I think along the same lines of it, I don't make my kids. So again, I have toddlers, as you know. Yes, I hate also hate when people are like, 
say ABCs or what color what color is this? Like there's so right. little or I'm like, leave right. them alone. I know. They ain't come here for that quiz. I have like, a client like that. Oh my I gosh. Hate that. I'm like, leave them alone. Seriously. ABC. I'm like, girl, she's eight months. Stop. Just enjoy your time with your baby. We don't this isn't a school session. Like, what are we doing? Girl. Not the eight months old. No. Screaming in their face. Like, whoa. So I never, am I going to say, I, I I wouldn't say I would never apologize. I think I already have. And again, like you said, make them apologize. No, not force, forcibly, but like yeah. you said, they bump into somebody like, oh my God, they sorry. Like, right. Now I do that amongst them. So I know that I'm teaching them yes. the Manners aspect of apologizing. So I know that it's there because Joel will do something to Riley. Now I'm trying to get them, maybe you can help me. I'm trying to get them out of, I, when they were uh, maybe a year ago. When Joel was three and Riley was almost two, I'd be like, say sorry. And they weren't saying the word yet. So I'd be like, say sorry. And I'll give a kiss. So now when it's other people, other kids, other people, kids don't not as affectionate or comfortable. Right. So I'd be like, Joel, say sorry. And he doesn't say the word, but he'll go give him a kiss. And they like, wait, right, right. I don't know how to fix that. Or am I supposed to? You're supposed to. it. I mean, I think it's, it. I think it's, I mean, it's sweet amongst the two of them. Of course. And so, but he's, everybody. but he's not able to comprehend just, you know, he can't comprehend just that. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you just keep reinforcing it. You just, yeah. you know, Hey, no, we don't kiss that. We kiss sister when we say sorry, but we don't, you not know, yeah. exactly. And you just, you know, Funny. that okay. is hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I, that's something I recently was like, no, 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 Joe, you don't have, you know, it was another, and it was his cousin, but I'm like, he's, the cousin is was six. So he's looking like right. Which I don't know. My kids are very friendly, affectionate, whatever. Mm-mm. So yeah, trying to balance that. Let's not go back to that balance. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was a good one, Jazz. I, I never thought about that one. Um, toast of the week. Is there anybody specifically, or any group of mothers, or any type of whatever that you want to toast this week? Um. Oh, I want to toast the women. I don't know if they're all mothers or not, but. The Netflix uh, special that highlighted Black women in business. Which one? Cheers to them. Um, Oh my gosh. The name draws a blank, but it is a. Yeah, it's good. It it highlights a variety of Black women. Okay. I'm going to find it. I'm looking for it right now, guys. So, well, it's appropriate. Um, it's Black History Month. Yeah. So, okay. So, those women, but they're women in business, and, mm-hmm. and wow. Mm-hmm. I, I was blown away by watching. I want to shout out both the moms from our hot topic because I don't want to end it and people think that we were shaming Malika or making any big deal about it. Yeah. Um, I want to toast her specifically and in her in that aspect, hopefully that she can find um some type of partner, some type of stability. Not negating the fact that she can do it on her own, but again, like it's challenging enough. Especially being pregnant and being by yourself. Like, I know she posted that she doesn't feel alone, right. but you have to. Like, yeah. Sean was gone when I was pregnant with Joe, and I felt a lot of moments where I was, like, sad because I was by myself. So, yeah. Nobody here to go run and get these chicken wings, you know. Right. And also, the other mom, I don't even know her name. Um, We're going to have to find it and post it. The one where she had to clap back at people, shaming her for having all the kids. And so. Right. Um, yeah. Cheers to, both to you. Of them. Yeah. Cheers to both of them. I think. Um, both are very important to the conversation, to the community, to the whole um, aspect of motherhood and what it is. They both embody and exemplify um, what being a great mother is. So, yeah. 
I, I don't, I don't, yes, cheers to you women. I do not see. Oh, no, you have to give it to me offline. The name. We can, we can also give We that can also attach it later. As a resource when we do our um, mompreneur episodes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in once again. We appreciate it. Um, we'll see you next week. All right. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. <laughs>